Okay, hey guys, uh, it's Andy, head of design here at Tall, and I've also got Joe, who's our senior designer at Tall. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Uh, welcome <laughs> back to another sound out, everybody. Uh, we're having a little quick chat uh, about accessibility in design. Um, yeah. It's something that that we're doing increasingly more, and you know, it's pretty pretty big deal now in what we're doing design wise. So we just thought we'd kind of explore a little bit of. What we've kind of done in the past, our experiences with it, and where we think it kind of might be going. I mean, I think first first off, I mean, I'd say we, we Joe and I, I, we were chatting about this just before we, we started recording about, I mean, accessibility for me. I mean, I don't want to particularly show my age, but um, <laughs> it, accessibility just wasn't a thing back when I started designing. I, I mean, the, the nice little anecdote for those that are old enough to remember stuff like this is I used to design sites purely in flash um you know so it was it was literally like an 800 by 600 little window and everything the entire site you know potentially like 50 page websites were just all done in one little swf file that got basically stuck on an html page and that was your website that was it you know um and i remember i remember back then i was like oh this is just amazing i'm i can i'm a one man website building machine um, and and then all of a sudden this 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 thing came around that was like, but but it's not really accessible for stuff. I was like, what? You know, it's like, what, what's this access? This accessibility stuff's going to be the death of my career. Um, and it, and it wasn't luckily a death of my career, but it was as we now kind of know, it was the death of like Flash. But I suppose that's yeah. the point is that I mean, it, you know, you just you just didn't used to have to design for accessibility, and and it was don't get me wrong, this sounds like I'm kind of referring to it as some golden age I want to go back to. Not at all. It, it needed to die for a reason, you know, because people just couldn't use websites, you know, people with any kind of visual impairments or people who relied on screen readers when those kind of things came out. People just couldn't use them. So, yeah, um, I mean, I, I think obviously, obviously now with the emergence of things like W3C and proper yeah. standards, which which depending on who you talk to, that you know, even they, they, I think, are sort of working on updating their guidelines now because we're we're way past that. But I mean, in terms of what we do today, Joe, it's like you know, you know, even in the projects that we've got at the moment, I know you're working on. We're doing we're doing you know, color and type and legibility is a big deal for us yeah, now, isn't it? Definitely, yeah, yeah. Gone gone the days that uh, you, you know you want to use a, a white type on a high contrast cyan background. You know, um, it needs to be uh, definitely more legible and. Uh, we need to consider other users rather than just what we feel uh, looks good. You know, it definitely needs to be more uh, tangible, like we always say, and, and uh, easy to the eye. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that that's 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 kind of it. Is I mean, when when we design stuff, I mean, when we're doing work now, we do. You know, I mean, look, luckily for us as well, there's there's quite clear rules out there. You know, especially in terms of things like color accessibility. Um, you know, there's there's checkers, there's contrast yeah. ratios that we know we've got to hit for certain things. So when we're doing whether it's designing a website or where we're doing digital branding work, that we you know that's that's kind of where it's coming up more often now, isn't it, Joe? That we're doing digital branding work and we're looking at we need to look at pal- palettes of colors and how they all work with each other, but it all needs to look good, but also be you know dependent on the client 
and what they want to achieve, it needs to be accessible to certain levels, doesn't it? Yeah, obviously there's different tiers to like what you need to um, adhere to, but you know, there's certain things in digital we can, you know, certain website you can make type bigger you can change like certain contrasts on it but um overall we you know we, we try to adhere to like a is it a level two double a standard which across the board it, a lot of people yeah. can, can see um you know any anyone can be uh, not be able to read it it's not anyone who's colorblind or anything like that it, it can adhere to a lot of different different things can it yeah yeah, I, th- I think I think as well that you know we often, and we'll touch on this in a minute, but we often, you know, the the quick the quick um, thing to sort of so the quick association is often oh it's it's a disability thing right and and it's kind of like nah it's no it's 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 getting bigger and broader than that and it well it always has been but yeah. you're right yeah, it's, yeah, definitely. it's just thinking about your audience and the audience type that that needs to use and use this kind of stuff and it it might be it like I said it's it's everything from even thinking about an elderly audience that just might use, you know, you, you would call that even designing a website so that um, when an elderly person uses a browser and they have their text size set up at 175% because mm, they just yeah. like everything to be bigger. It's like, does your, is your website built? So it still looks beautiful. Does, does, is making the text bigger going to break all your boxes and your bounding areas? You know, that that's, that's responsive design, but it's still an accessibility consideration in my book. You yeah. Know, and that's the kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. I guess as a designers, you know, you, you, when you come to design something like, let's say a form, or something like that, like, you know, like a lot, it's on a lot of websites, right? If you, so a user goes to fill a form out, you, you, you would think like a lot of different things, it would impair us. Like as designers, you go, oh God, I need to think about all this, but you can do it in clever ways. You can do it in lots of different clever ways to help the user and it'd be a bit more interactive and, and that will come across to the user and, and they will be more, more, um, you know, friendly towards that. They will be more like engaging towards that, won't they? So, um, it's, it's definitely um, something that we need to consider as designers because, um, you know, we have the responsibility for, uh, to make sure whatever brand that we're working on has that for their customers. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it makes us feel a bit self-important, doesn't it? Like, it's like we hold the power to, you know, really, <laughs> really, you know, really change or ruin somebody's experience, you know, really, really. <laughs> exactly. I, I always hate that. Yeah. Is what we're doing really going to put a, you know, really going to sort of upset somebody? <laughs> yeah, I kind of hate thinking that my design, my design work, like really like will put a, you know, stinker on someone's day. I think <laughs> it's, it's delving into a realm now where like everyone has things set up differently. You know, everyone has their, like you said, like everyone likes their font at a certain size. Everyone likes dark mode or light mode. And there's loads of different things now that you need to consider um, when you know, you, you, you design in maybe a simple thing like a form, like a, a, a landing page. Uh, there's lots of different things that we need to, like, yeah. focus on, you know. It's interesting that, you, obviously, we've talked about this before, Joe, but interesting you mentioned dark mode because I think that's 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 been the that's been the one thing. I mean, I, I use dark mode, by the way. I, I think you do as well, Joe, don't you? Because I think it's great. I mean, it's just it's in, dark mode on, on devices is – you know, Macs now support it by default. I think it was something that first came about on sort of phones. I mean, I know that I can scream sort of Android 
uh, Android fans telling me it's been around on phones for about 15 years on Android mm. phones, which yeah. is true. But um, but it's only over the last year or two that it's sort of become a thing that we're all really kind of using now. You know, like you know, Google Mail's like got it integrated in. If you know, it detects your system if it's got it turned on. Yeah. The point being though is, yes, that's great from like um, a visual. You know, that's just I think more. As a, as a visual ease kind of tool. And I know that on devices, it's good for battery saving, yeah. et cetera. However, uh, yeah, that's been one of the, the main things that for me has been a smack in the face at like kind of design accessibility for, for dark mode, which is I've had, I've had a couple of emailers recently from various things, you know, whether it's mobile phone contracts or car insurance quotes, stuff like that. But because I've now got dark mode set on my phone, my backgrounds are dark and it's clear where it's clear where emails just are not designed to be set for it. So there's often black text on a dark gray background yeah. or the way that it just, I yeah, mean, yeah. they just look awful. And yeah. I mean, I kind of feel that the problem is, is I see something like that and I immediately just kind of immediately think of the poor designer and developer. I'm like, Oh, those poor, ugh. you know, it's like they've, yeah, they, yeah. they've designed what would be these really nice looking emailers. And then I'm just getting it and I'm like, you know, as, as a consumer, I just get it and I'm like, I can't read that. You know, well, we had I read that. that yeah. It just deletes. So we had it for our own, you know, like uh, our footer emails, you know, like uh, we, we had tall, we couldn't see the logo. Um, we realized that yeah, uh, yeah. a year or so ago and, you know, even a simple change like that. We've, gone, just, to, we've gone to a mid gray for our <laughs> yeah. logo, haven't we? And it's basically, yeah, if you've got dark mode or light mode turned on, uh, at least it displays either way. And, and, and I mean, there's, there's stuff now that we can do. Luckily there's, you know, technologies catching up and the you know you know developers are all doing the workarounds now you know there are i don't want to get into emailers specifically yeah. but yeah i mean i know that there's different style sheets that you can do you can detect now whether that you know there's clear detections for whether dark modes turned on or off on a device yeah. so that you yeah can, but again for for designers at least it's uh you know it's kind of i don't want to say it's double the work but but suddenly it's kind of like okay well yeah we've got to basically design this thing for dark mode and light mode now and okay. I think yeah. I think what yeah sorry I think what that what that I find really interesting about that though is it's not as much it's not as much about okay great this we've made this look nice on a dark background and this nice on a light background but for me especially with you know more of the digital branding work we've been doing it's that that's suddenly now a consideration for, that a brand has to make that their stuff needs to be presented on both these things and their color palettes have to work on both these things. And do they work on both? You know, that's, that's suddenly just blown it wide open, hasn't it? I guess from a brand perspective, you think about the volume, like we always discuss, you know, like, uh, you know, your personality can bring out in, in a high volume. This is how your personality comes out in a high volume. But it, it, it's, again, it's like designing for the worst case scenario, isn't it? It's like worst case scenario is the person will have um, all these um, need, needs. This is the, uh, uh, brand on the lowest level and it needs to be this the font needs to be this size these, these are the colors that we could use for yeah, i know you're delving into email there but it's, if it's email or if it's other brand um touch uh, digital brand touch points um you know there's, there's we need to sort of consider that you know not just oh this is the best case scenario because that's how i want to design it it's like designing for the worst case scenario and, and then building on top of that yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you yeah, no, I, t- I totally agree. Um, I think, I think, I mean, one thing that I think this kind of leads into as a bit of a sort of wrap up is we, we we talked a little bit about like what what the future 
you know what what's the future of accessibility and i know that we've we're talking now with some clients that we're working with and we know you know we're looking into certain stuff but it's it's kind of like uh, one of the big things for me is like i guess what you'd call user personalization um yeah and i know that's not really an accessibility thing but i think it's that i know that it, it very much seems to be something that's coming up a lot and something that people want to push a lot which is or brands want to push a lot, which is being able to offer customers really personalized experiences. Um, I guess where that, for me, where that touches on accessibility would be things like, um, you know, and, and we've been talking to some of our clients about stuff like this. So, for example, yeah. say a customer signs up for a product, um, they do it somewhere, and during a during a consultation period or signing up for something, they say that they've got, they highlight that they're colorblind. You know, there might actually be a bit of an accessibility area when you sign up the idea being that once they've said that there once they've said yes i've got this this type of chroma deficiency color blindness the, the idea being is can everything that that brand then ever sends them especially digitally remember that you know so the idea yeah. being they might sign up for a thing on a website but but maybe they're sent a link to download the new app and they download an app for that product go to the app and it's you know it would say welcome andrew you know, um, by the way, we've set your color deficiency to this value because you've let us know that you're, you know, you're, and stuff like that is just brilliant. You know, mm. the, that user just doesn't even have to worry about, you know, it's the difference between, oh, oh God, they've got a nice color blindness mode to they've already done it. They've already thought about it and turned it on and designed it for me, you know, so that that user basically gets an experience from that brand where they feel like, They've ju- they just get me. They understand my my needs, not just they've got lots of different settings that I can tweak. So yeah, like it's not it's not a case of personalization. It's it's just remembering your name and certain other other key points is actually like your functionality um, data. You know, like what what you want. Um, using data in a good way, I guess. Like it, it, rather than you know, like a lot of brands recently getting in trouble with with um, breaching personalized data. But it's like actually, how do you want to engage with this information that we're going to give you? Um, I think it's a really clever um, way of going about it. Yeah, yeah, and I, th- I think I think that sort of that that sort of wraps well not wraps up, but that sort of wraps up where where we're always trying to think. You know, it, it's the yeah. challenge. The challenge for us as designers is. Yes, constantly, constantly ensuring that we're keeping up with those bread and butter, surefire accessibility things we have to do, like color accessibility, like you know all that kind of stuff. You know, we of course want to tick those boxes, but but the areas that we're trying to push and be more mindful of it are those are those kind of enhanced experiences that that kind of it's all it's almost like accessibility settings in a, in the future hopefully just even won't be a thing because the idea yeah. being is that us as designers we've thought about all those different use cases for different people's and different people's needs and you you know you just use that that app you download that thing you go to that website and it's just remembered because your settings are are already kind of you know giving that information to that website and to that app and it just adjusts itself accordingly so that you just as far as you're concerned you're just getting the normal experience that you think is mm. is just relevant for you so yeah yeah a better experience for everyone yeah exactly oh that's such such a yeah there you go that's the tagline accessibility a better <laughs> experience for everyone <laughs> perfect yeah okay well, that's cool no nice chat mate yeah. um yeah, yeah. I think uh, we'll. I think we're going to do another one, another one of these uh, soon, where we can talk more design, design geeky stuff. 
but yeah thanks very much Joe no problem and we'll uh, catch up another time